This is Will. This is Dave. This is Joanna. <laughs> this is Duncan. Yanni's here. This is Caitlin. Welcome to iPodcast Magic Missile, where we play games and talk geek. Broadcasting every week from the New River Valley in the beautiful mountains of Southwest Virginia, we bring you audio from some of the most exciting games, new and old. No actual wizard spells here, just actual play from great games. This is iPodcast Magic Missile. Oh, expert of Pokemon, tell us about Pokemon. Well, uh, so Pokemon X is out, and Fairy Type is out. So, the reason I say Fairy Type is a balancing factor is because Dragon is weak to Fairy. Ooh. Yeah. So it actually, like, throws an interesting new twist on things. I don't know the whole rest of its, uh, type effectiveness, but they've gone back and made, like, Clefairy and, uh, couple other things that were obviously fairy type into into fairy type. So this is the third thing that dragons are weak to now, other than dragon, ice, and now fairy. It is. It is. <laughs> but uh, fairy type is like, it's nice and it's spread out. It's not like dragon where it's an in-game thing, or steel where there's like, well I guess steel is a lot better now, but when it first came out there were only a couple steel types, like steelix, I think. Was the list for or something? <laughs> oh, I guess the Magnemites were oh, steel yeah. type in and, second gen. Uh, also, Onyx had Onyx evolves into Steelix. Oh, on, uh, yeah. what, what so was the Scyther? What is Scyther's evolves into Steel? Scyther has uh, Caesar. Yeah, Caesar. Which is steel bug type. Steel or yeah, yeah, Bug Steel. I think. You know what is tragic? Dragon is not weak to Steel. That is tragic because everyone knows knights slay dragons. That's true. That'd yeah, but you have to know cool. what a secret like weak scale is. You can't just depends on the do it hack and slash. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a volley. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the The other new big thing in the new Pokemon game is Mega Evolutions. Mega, oh yeah, Mega yeah. Evolutions. Mega Evolutions, and they're actually so it's like playing through it. What I'm thinking is somebody was like. We need something new, more intense, for, like, badass cutscenes in 3D and stuff. So they're, like, and the summons from every Final Fantasy game? Except that kind they, of. Yeah. You've, you've got Mega Stones. So, like, there are stones, different stones for each different Mega Evolution. So there's, like, Blastoisonite. That is what it is called. <laughs> it is a rock called Blastoisonite. It's the Mega Evolution stone for Blastoise. So it's a held item. You have him hold it. And then during battle... As a non-move, so it doesn't eat your action or anything, you can Mega Evolve into Mega Blastoise. But so it's only for a turn? It is for the rest of the battle. So it's not it's a temporary thing, then? This is... Like yeah. Digimon? It is. It is like Digimon. Like, you evolve in a hardcore cutscene and get a new Pokemon ability, your stats go up, you might change type, things like that, and, uh... Can you choose to use it? Yeah, okay. you, you use it by choice when you want to, and you can only Mega Evolve one thing per battle. So, like, what I think is, somebody said, we need this hardcore thing to, like, sell games and make kids excited. And then they handed it to somebody who was a competent game designer and said, here, here are our specifications, it has to be badass, <laughs> and, like, explosive, and it should probably involve evolution. And then they came up with something... It seems pretty reasonable for it. Like, it's, it's actually, actually a lot better. Game but you have to go like grind Blastoise tonight if you want to get a big, big old Blastoise. No, uh, they they just kind of hand it to you in the game, hmm. and it's it's, it's part not, of the plot. It's not a one use only item either. It is not. So, oh, yeah. oh, okay. So yeah, you now just is... have the summon for Blastoise at that point. Yeah, but it consumes your held item slot, which is actually really important in the game because your held item could be. I know nobody's going to know what a well, Yanni is, but it could be like. Uh, a, a focus sash like so a that you don't die leftovers. immediately. Or it could be leftovers <laughs> so that XP you share slowly... Or... Yeah, XP share. It could be all these really useful things. If it's Blastoise tonight, that is its own separate useful thing. It's not better, it's different. But if you know you're going up against somebody who's weak to whatever Blastoise does, exactly. then you're going to be like, alright, like Blastoise. Yeah. And in like, in the game it's kind of cool, and I think in... Uh, in, like, kind of tournament play, as it were. It'll be a neat meta effect. Kind of like a sideboard. 
you bring Almost. in to squash someone. Whatever. I mean, in uh, you know, in in competitive play, your held items are actually super important. Like way, way more important. I don't even have held items on half my Pokemon for playing through the game, but like in competitive play, you have to pick your item, and you have to pick it well. How many? You only get one held item slot per per Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, each one gets one held item, and there's items that like power up certain types of moves that give you twenty five percent extra damage. I think it is. Maybe it's fifteen. And then there's there's just a whole slew. Of different items, so gotcha. they do different things and and have different strategies one associated the, with one them. of the interesting things that you told me about this is that it sometimes changes the type of the Pokemon. Now, mm-hmm. someone has the ability at instant speed to once per fight change the type of their Pokemon. So you could be going like, "It's a Blastoise. I'm going to use some kind of lightning thing against them," and then. For the sake of this argument, I'm sure it's not true. The Blastoise evolution turns out to not be weak to to uh, lightning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither of the ones I've got uh, changes type, mm-hmm. but the Mega evolutions for Charizard do. There's two of them. There's a Charizard X, a Mega Charizard X, and a Mega Charizard Y. Oh shit! Huh? Is it one of them blue? It's a whole bunch of uh, art. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a blue. One Charizard. of them becomes. Dragon flying, mm-hmm. so he finally gets dragon type. And I love a lot like that. I don't remember what the other one gets. Though. Is he a firefighting Pokemon? Like, like ninety no. percent of the Pokemon no. that exist are all firefighters. <laughs> Wait, what? A lot there. When the game designers are stretching for a second type for fire, they often reach for fighting. Okay. Yeah, there have been I think two different. Yeah, there have been two starters. That had fighting, that were fire type, and had fighting as their second type, and one of those was in a gen where it was the only starter with a second type. It was just goofy. They they just keep doing it. But anyway, you have to play both X and Y to get the X and Y stones for the the guy. Hypothetically, I'm not entirely sure how that works yet because I didn't get a Charizard for one thing. Like they they hand you a second set of starters after you get to the first town, which is kind of cool. So you get your X and Y starters. And then you get to the you finally meet the Pokemon Professor and you get a you get the original Kanto starters. Hmm. So I got Chespin, the grass starter, and then I got a Squirtle. So that's why I have Mega Blast toys. But now, I hear that there is now a scream type Pokemon. I mean like not as a type, I mean like Yeah, that was in uh that was in fifth gen. Vanillite. It's Are you fucking stupid. kidding me? Uh, I am unfortunately Wait, not. It's so a, it's, it's an ice cream Pokemon. An ice cream cone. Well, and it evolves. It's an ice cream like cone. Sonic... No. They no, already no, have one of those. Uh, they're like, oh! Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, ice... Like, explain. Ghost would be awesome. Or, like, yeah. Shark Ghost. Yeah. If they had, like, some kind of Shark Ghost movie coming out. Is that one of those sci-fi movies? It's the sequel to Sharknado. It's a shark ghost. Oh, it, like, it comes out of like faucets and kills you. That sounds awesome. It can, be, it can come out of anywhere there's running water. Or like water water. <gasps> oh so it can get gosh. you in the bathtub. Like you're reading in the bathtub. Out of the toilet. And then the ghost shark gets you. Get you. I should be able to go anywhere where water once was. Like it Ooh. can have ghost some ghost water. water that Double ghost the shark can, yeah. but that's the next movie. It's only after ghost and like, all those shark. All of the south central comes a ghost. All of south central United States and all of like the Appalachian Mountains are dangerous because they all no, used exactly. to be at the bottom of the ocean. Everyone knows that the next sequel is going to be two-headed ghost shark NATO. <laughs> See, I think they should pull from which their are all three contest. movies. They had a Twitter contest when they were first aired Sharknado, where you, like, tweeted at them names for what, like, ideas for their next movie, and my favorite so far is Bearquake. I would love to see Bearquake. I would watch Bearquake. And, like, like, Bearquake. (laughs) Like, torrents of bears. geysers of bears. (laughs) They're washing over the masses. Lone Park Ranger has to save his family. Supposed to go through, yeah. except he hits it, and then it's like Ghost Shark comes, and you see him getting slid back, backwards yeah. down the slide. <laughs> so, anyways, there's ice cream Pokemon. Apparently, it's, it's an ice cream cone uh-huh. with a face on the ice cream. It's it's like soft serve. It's not scoops. It's soft serve. <laughs> There's an oh, important okay. distinction. It evolves. Does it look like Mister Freeze? It evolves into scoops. 
Like so you, Mr. Freezy from the Chick. It fights the guy who's with the power into, like, and being made of ice cream. Ice cream. Um, I, I know what you're talking about. Does it like freeze them? It, it, like it, it looks like a Soviet Russia ice cream lick you. Yeah, that's what, then my <laughs> next question was like, so if it's theoretically ice cream, do you lick its face to consume it? I don't, Is that, I don't think sure you do consume it. It's a Pokemon. And it's just and animal the only Pokemon <laughs> that we've got any uh, canon explanation for eating is Slowpoke Tail, and that's highly illegal. Yeah. Oh, that's oh super my. illegal. It's also There's extremely hallucinating. A shady guy in uh, like gold and silver who will sell you some Slowpoke Tail <laughs> for like nine. It evolves into two ice cream cones. Whoa! Whoa. Not a double scoop. What a lazy yeah, asshole. Who was <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? This this ice cream evolved into two What's ice creams. Vanillite? Uh, it's vanillish and it evolves into vanillite. <laughs> Look. It doesn't even evolve into like having more kinds the of putt, flavors the, on it. The putt is going to be much better in Japanese. Probably. It, it could evolve into It's never like, been one of my favorites, I gotta say. I'm not, I'm like, not mint. Is it better or worse than Magikarp? In terms sense. of what you would want in your team, but it's not oh, as good. Make sure, make sure vanilla slightly, is two ice cream cones. Slightly I, I don't want to be. You mean Vanillux? Vanillux. Oh, crap. Oh, wow. That vanilla is a vanilla. I'm, I'm a terrible Pokemon. What a Lux Pokemon. French vanilla. <laughs> Fancy. Mm, vanillite. Yeah. Oh, vanillite is a tiny soft serve swirl. All right, so that's kind of cute. Okay. It's like a little Dairy Queen thing. Yeah. Well, still, really fuck cute. that. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because fuck ice cream. I, I just so that <laughs> eating those Pokemon and still Yeah, it's it's a, you're, you're you scoop that's smoking. Apparently, huh? Yeah, huh. it shouldn't smoke. That's yeah. bad for itself. I think that's supposed to be yeah. a candy straw. For the record, in its defense, <laughs> <laughs> candy straw defense. <laughs> I've knocked over their candy straw man. <laughs> Sounds like you're reaching for straws. Uh, I'll find coral and quarrel in a straw. <laughs> Said Shakespeare. Well, that joke has yeah. been drained to the dregs. Um, let's see, other things straws. worth saying about the new Pokemon game. It's got totally different graphics. Like, if you guys have played a Pokemon game before, you remember your character being tiny and squarish mm-hmm. and looking like a hat. He's also got two roughly. colors, and it's only a guy. Well, they have more colors and well, genders they've had chicks in for a while. later games. I'm, I'm yeah. talking about my, my They've Pokemon had girls experience. since Crystal. Whoa. Yeah. Crystal. I remember because I was a girl in Crystal, and I was like, this is hot shit. Yeah. Man. But now you can have different genders. You, you basically get to construct your character. You get to choose, like... Gender, hairstyle, can you be a flesh tones. Hmm? Can you be a youngster? Can you be you a fisherman? Technically, be a youngster. However, you you can like you, you can change your clothes. What? And also, so here's the other thing: is the sprites are actually like tall people. They're they're people shaped. They're, they're people shaped. Roughly, yeah, you know, children's shapes. toy people proportions. They're not like like dwarf shaped. They are not dwarf shaped, and you like walk around. I'm in sorry, Bertilda. I didn't mean to offend you. I'm so sad. It's weird. <laughs> not dwarf shaped. And the other thing worth mentioning is there's a thing in the new Pokemon game called Wonder Trade, and at first I thought, okay, this is dumb, because what you do is you pick a Pokemon that you want to trade. And it will sure as hell get traded. You have to do this connected to the internet. But that Pokemon is gone. And you will get something that somebody else didn't want. (laughs) So at first I was like, that's terrible. But now now that I've seen it in action, what it really means is, I don't need this Pokemon. Maybe somebody else wants it. Because you can do it over and over and over again. So you don't stop until you get something that you have any interest in having. Pokemon Roulette. Exactly. So, you know, I catch a bunch of... Waited towards crap like, Pokemon. Catch well, a bunch yeah. of Weedles early in the game, and I can wonder trade them off and get back things from later in the game. You're one of those guys. Later. You're dumping the market with Weedles. Well, you're part of the problem, see, Duncan. Nah, because... So later, when you're breeding, say, like, you want to breed a Roserade with spikes or something. Because um, there's, there's egg moves. You can breed Pokemon right. and have special moves and abilities. But you're really into this. You want a modest Roserade with spikes. You're breeding for a personality type also. 
You have a crap load of Roserades with spikes. Well, I mean, really, Badoos, but you have a bunch of future Roserades with spikes. <laughs> Wonder trade them. You are you sharing just... Roserades with spikes with the world. So you, you, know you pawn off all your subpar mutant Roserades? Well, no, but those, are, these, but those, those are great Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, those are great Pokemon for somebody happy. earlier. I'm yeah. happy that you're, you're selecting for genetic variation and, and also for temperament and not just appearance because that is how we have well, gotten some if, seriously if, fucked up purebred Pokemon yeah. lines with poor confirmation. If I got a shiny, <laughs> if I got a shiny, I'd have to use that. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I heard one other thing, is, mm-hmm. which is that you can walk diagonally. Yes, what? that's true. You can you can move in eight no. directions, and you no. can also so eight? running shoes are a thing of the past. Over. You just run rollerblades, Roller and you can do tricks, and you can grind on like posts and stuff. Uh, like you learn more tricks as the I game goes do, on. Do you get any XP oh. or anything for grinding? Uh, no, you don't get XP. <laughs> so you can't grind grinding. Oh. You cannot grind grinding. Oh. But there, there's Damn even it. a skateboard. I can't pick up this game now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I kind of hope that at some point I'll be able to do, like, actual Tony Hawk stuff at the skate park. Because I can't right now, but maybe I won't be able to. We'll see. I'm pretty sure he uses a skateboard, not rollerblades. Isn't there some sort of skateboard Pokemon at this point? Since there's ice cream Pokemon? Not that I've seen yet. Uh, I'm like not kind of that familiar do. with 6th Gen yet, because... Uh, well, the game's only been out for a week, and I'm still only a third of the way through it. You but already have memorized all the new Pokemon, so you're, like, high up in the tournament? I'm not even entirely sure they're all on Bulbapedia, but they probably are. It's interesting, because there is... Th- this is the first time, as far as I know, that it's been released simultaneously in the U.S. and Japan. Mm. So mm. Uh, people are actually getting to play it for the first time, instead of getting to play it... Reading all the hints from people and, from Japan who've already played the full game and know all this stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So you said you had a fun gaming moment the other day, Yanni. Well, so that he had a bad, bad gaming game. moment. No, I said I was a bad gamer. Gosh. Um, basically, I threw a hissy fit and flipped the table. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually flip the table. Let's okay, good. Let's um, explore this. So I, yeah, Blake would have killed you. I got the uh, <laughs> the what you call it, the Firefly, the board game in. Oh, which I played two turns mm. of at Gen Con and seemed pretty cool. And we started playing the like introductory scenario, which was suggested to be about two hours. And the big problem I have with the game, it is wildly arbitrarily luck based at times uh, you know I, I think part of it is we just weren't playing it well because we didn't go we all started trying to go off and do missions instead of hiring a crew first thing so we were all being terrible at doing missions and having a hard time and it was going super slow uh, but maybe also I did a bad job of stacking the deck because like later on one guy went to do missions and he got like four in a row that were all super easy like some of them he could just like he didn't even have to do anything he got through is this a collaborative board game like no it's it's, it's more like uh, it's a little like Merchant of Venus actually except without being balanced quick and fun <laughs> um, oh, <wow>. now <laughs> I'm gonna play it again and maybe maybe I just we didn't know what we were doing. Uh, I haven't entirely given up on it. But uh, every time you get you, a lot of the missions you have to aim to misbehave. You have to misbehave to accomplish the mission or to pick up contraband or some fugitives or something. And this can be anywhere from one to three misbehaves in a row. And you flip over a card from the aim to misbehave deck, and then it'll give you two options and an easy out. So it might be like, you've got to fight some guys. Make a shooting roll, roll a die, add your shooting bonus. This is what you've got to get. The other option might be, you know, talk your way out of it. Or if you've got transport, you can just hightail it out of dodge. The tent is botched, but you don't lose anything. Hmm. And then there's like, oh, if you've got a hacking rig, you just automatically succeed. Or, or you know, some whatever. I got one late in the game that was option one... Do some shit, and bad things happen to you. The better you do, the less bad it is. But the attempt is boshed, period. The second one was, do some shit, all of your crew is killed, 
most of your crew is killed, or on a 10+, plus, which is ridiculously hard, you, the attempt is just botched, and you failed. Or, if you have River Tam on your team, you succeed. That is the only way you can succeed is if you have River Tam. There's no chance of success on either of the, the two do-it options. That's a terrible thing. It pissed me off so much that I basically was like freaking out. Uh, Speedy guys, I'm going home. Blake grabbed El and was like, here, while Yanni cools down, why don't you come take this foam from the back for turning into train? And then I, like, once I cooled down, I was like, look, guys, I think I'm done. And we packed the game up. And That's really so a ringing endorsement for Firefly the um, Board Game. <laughs> I love the cards. The art is beautiful. The map is beautiful. The money is fucking phenomenal. I want to get like a second pack of the money just to use in other games. Um, uh, I love the universe. Like you're flying little uh, Firefly class freighters around, doing various different jobs. And it seems like it's a really cool mechanic. It's just the game is not streamlined, and there's too many moving parts, and it doesn't seem reasonable time limit. I think it's not it's not as well balanced as it could be. Um, so I don't know. I'm gonna give it another try at some point. It may just the 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 you must have River Tam card also caused you to reshuffle the deck, um, and there's some reshuffle the deck cards in other decks. So it might just be that that is the the one fuck you card. In the whole deck. Now, the the question I have is uh, River Tam as, as a crew member. Mm-hmm. Is is she a character who does nothing and like? I don't know. Just we, takes... we never saw her. It, it, if I saw a card like that, I would assume that a bad game writer created River Tam, a crew member who did nothing mm-hmm. except succeeded at that mission. <laughs> I I is what? Well, you're trying to say something about the series itself. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm not. I love that series. Yeah, she okay. was the Mythark. <laughs> mm. um, so yeah, I don't know. I that was that was me being a bad gamer. It's, like, it's a different thing because in the show you can trust the DM. Yeah, yeah. The the game is DM'd by. No, you can't. A it's Joss Whedon. Well, you, you can, can trust, trust him to fuck you over. Yeah, you like it'll be oh, interesting. You like this, and if you die, too bad. If you die, it'll either be great or totally epic. What happens afterwards because of it? Yeah, I mean, it's not like he's going to TBK. No, no, yeah. he never TBKs. You might kill a PC or two or three as soon as she gets her credit. Yeah, the moment you put her credit in the opening, you bastard. You bastard. That was one of the best tricks ever. By good. the way, did you just spoil Buffy? Yeah, we yeah. Spoiled Buffy. I know it's pretty good. <laughs> you bastard. Well, anyway, I will report back after the next time I play the game because uh, I really want to like it. And I think part of it may have been just I hadn't read the rules well enough and was teaching it to three other people who'd never played. And some people were getting really lucky and some people weren't. And I think maybe maybe you just need to spend three or four turns flying around picking up crew and equipment. So they can all die when you're the River Tam card. Yeah, I guess. You know, you could always scour the game and choose what you want to play to a degree. Like, if you don't like that card, remove it. Yeah. And if River Tam doesn't do anything but win at that card, remove her too. Yeah. That that might be the solution. I mean, that's if, like... If that's your only real complaint about sh- it. Shrink Ray and King of Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That card yeah. just got excised. But... What does that do? Uh, it win. reduces the hand size of your opponent's or the number of dice they get to roll. I was going to say, that's kind of... Cumulatively. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And cumulative. it hits everyone if you're in Tokyo. Yeah. It yeah. hits everyone. Cumulatively it's... for their hand size. For the rest of the game? For the rest well, of the no. You can heal you can yourself it. from it <clears throat> if you want to also decrease your hand size temporarily. So you can increase it back up to where it was before if you just ditch one of your die that you rolled that was uh, a healing... Well, you, yeah, you have to you have to heal the the but damage effect. to the reduced but that means you are dice. essentially rolling two less dice. Yeah, yeah. It, it it just makes it no fun. Yeah, like, and if God forbid you ever not roll that heal, it's going to only get worse. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty gross. Yeah, yeah, so that card got taken out and hides in the bottom of the box and never gets mm-hmm. played in King of Tokyo. At least not my version and. 
if I sell it to somebody, I recommend they take it out as well. Yeah. We haven't taken it out of my copy yet. We've only run into it once, though. It wasn't so big a deal, but I think that was because we killed that person. Yeah. Well, that, that would be the, the that's the solution. You're like, oh god, it's the shrink ray! But it's not murder. fun for either player. Yeah, because, because either either everyone's true. fucked or you immediately die after you get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And those are really the only It's like a relentless, a relentless rat stack. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's that. Fuck those guys. I'm sorry. I. You gotta watch out for those people who've got relentless rat stacks. Yanni. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Will, Will gave me his. Uh, well, not this rat CDH deck. I weren't using it. And Yanni, you lent me rats for years. <laughs> well, someday I will catch up to the number of times you played that deck. <laughs> I wouldn't hold your breath, though. Well, at least you have a super fancy modded general, I assume. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have two EDH decks now. Both of whom have super fancy modded generals. Mm-hmm. It's true. Painted expertly. Yeah. Me. <laughs> professionally, one might even say. Yes, yes. <laughs> Does anyone else have any, like, stories? I got a sixth sense for the people on the podcast who were not in my long, boring monologue she earlier. Sees North people. I do see North people. It's called the North Pot. It's cool. Check it out. SenseBridge makes it, and it's a transhumanist project um, that uses um, basically a series of vibrating magnets um, to create a like a a magnetic sense. So you can always tell where north is. Yeah, you always know where north is, and that's fun. It's cool. It's like your sixth sense is, is north. It, my sixth sense is really like um, the same senses that everyone else has because I have such a bad sense of direction that it will get lost in like. So this basically just gets you up to five. Right. Uh, <laughs> or close to. Yeah. We're only four and a half. You got a plus zero. Four and a half. She's only got a minus one. Let's be clear here. <laughs> just trying to decrease the amount of snarky comments about Kate when you're going the wrong way. <laughs> well, now you well, know the you. right way all the time. Yeah. Or at least I know where north is. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. So, you know. Well, if you're going north. Eventually, I'll reach Canada. <laughs> you, have to, you also now have to memorize maps, but always with like the compass rose pointed in the correct direction. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have noticed it helping already because you start to think about certain things and how they relate to each other. Exactly. In a way you can't without that. Uh, well, I'm sure well, the way a normal person can't, <laughs> can do it just fine, but the way I You remember that I lived, in, I lived in central Illinois in a town that was entirely on a grid, and so we would often give directions like, go north three blocks, then east four blocks, and it's on the, it's on the north side of the street. Yeah. Like, jerk. Sure. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, like, no, that's how you navigate. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Everything is uh, diagonal here. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Although I sort of still think of Blacksburg as being on a north-south axis, like eh, north kind of north is. being 460 west, yeah. south being 460 north east. North main, yeah. south main axis. Exactly. Is else. Yeah. That, that's usually what <laughs> I'm thinking. That's about all. I, uh, yeah. I, ironically, because like I said, because north is 460 west, yeah. south yeah. is 460 east. Yep. I got made fun of a lot for. I used to call uh, it 460 North because my car had a compass in it and I navigated purely it by the compass. It does mostly go north. Yeah, yeah it, it does it really mostly does. go north. And Patrick makes here. lots of fun of me yeah. because I used to know where north is, but now I don't. <laughs> well, you can always know where north is. The north That's why I'm jealous. By when? North Pole. Be a cyborg. Be a cyborg. How, how expensive are they? Um, if you are willing to put it together, it's like 150 which I don't think is bad because I'm using it as a prosthesis. Um, so for a prosthesis, that's really cheap. That's really cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long does the battery last? <clears throat> um, it lasts a whole day. So like you, have so you to just charge put it in and charge it at night. Yeah, which is, but it's it's weird because after just a few days of it, you do start to feel really weird whenever mm-hmm. you take it off. Um, <coughs> it has not integrated. So take your eyeballs yet. off, or take you, or you yeah. just take your glasses off if you have really bad eyesight. Um, but it has not fully integrated yet. It is not like it was the first day where, like, it was just you know you figure it out real quick because it's really consistent as to what it's pointing to. But um, it's at the point where you don't notice it all the time. You just notice what it's doing, um, which is nice. Can't go on an airplane with it. Probably not. They probably will. They don't uh, like vibrating me. objects. Yeah. <laughs> or ankle... Uh, well, you don't really yeah. need one on an airplane. No. It would probably get fucked up, honestly, by... The only problem with this is... Well, it's not really a problem, even. I kind of like it, because it's just... 
that's it's accurate of what you're sensing. Um, when you get on like a bus, a hybrid bus, uh, the hybrid bus is downtown. Um, they or was just, there the massive magnetic motor yeah, in there? And it just yeah, it's fantastic. Um, but I I don't feel like that's a a, a setback. I feel like that's a um, feature, a, a drawback. I feel like that's a feature because you actually get a feel that there is a moving field. There's a, yeah, there's a there's a strong magnet. Yeah, mm-hmm. that actually is interesting. Like like to augment that with like just other magnetic sensors. I know people have talked about the the, the implanted magnet, the finger, or whatever yeah, else. which I really want to get. You can feel the 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 you know, metal, and you can feel magnetic fields. But that would be really cool. Is just have it have it augment to that like. Like have it be thicker and have like other magnetic fields, like strength of field sensors and stuff like that, on it. So you could like be like a Nintendo Power Glove, except like functional in some way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly way better than Robbie the Robot. Yeah, I think it was terrible. But the moment that those um, implants, the subdermal magnetic ones, become um, safe, <laughs> as in like, do not have the risks of. At least do not have the the as current risks as they do. Because um, right now you have to usually you have to coat it yourself, or you can get like special medi- medically graded ones that are, are coated, and then like you, you know you get... put that in another thing like a silicone coating. You or... can get it when you but, like implant it under your skin. But like they can break <laughs> up, or like the the coating can wear off and it reacts badly with your... It- well, you, you imagine that would... Do you, are these, uh, are these um, the, the, the transition metal magnets, the really powerful ones? The neodymium ones. Yeah, I can't imagine neodymium, neodymium is, is particularly good for you. No, it's not. And um, <laughs> there are people who have gotten apparently really bad infections. Um, yeah, I can But imagine. the moment they can coat them better, um, I'm super getting one. I did not that's feel really that way cool. before I got a tattoo, but now I do, and now I'm just thinking I could just wear a breast bracelet that says, hey, don't put an MRI machine, because that would be bad. <laughs> <laughs> Pop right out of your finger, yeah. Or, yeah. No, put an though, MRI machine, but wear goggles. Yeah. <laughs> say, no, seriously, though, what they say about, like, body modification is that once you start it, like, it, it's like this massive barrier, but once you start, but once you start, you start you doing it, you're like, anymore. what the fuck, like... Like, I like this is so cool. I get to engineer myself. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would have done this if it weren't for the tattoo. And this isn't even an actual body modification. But you start thinking about transhumanism once you yeah, start. Yeah, well, you start thinking about things. like like well, this is this is a this is an engine. This is a, this is a engineerable product. Yes. This is this is you know? a a thing. This is a machine that I can bend to my will. Except it's kind of shitty and it'll reject most of your modifications, but you know. Well, <laughs> you've just got to work around the limitations in the in a, what's really a, a, a really old legacy system. Yeah. <laughs> that's several legacy systems piled on top of each other. Yeah. yeah. Let's be honest. There's some really old code in there. <laughs> really, really old. And none code. of it is documented. <laughs> we're, we're working, but we're working on it. We've clean rooms a lot of it. <laughs> Seriously though, like yeah, self hacking is super exciting, and like I don't know, it's 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 just it's not a thing that I ever would have thought to do, and then it's like wow, well, you could totally do this. Yeah. The, the the thing that I find really disappointing is like there are I'm not talking about the subdermal magnetic implants, but um, well, they're still subdermal magnetic implants, but they're the ones to affix things like to mm. keep objects to you. Oh. But the problem is. They pinch, and then you get necrosis underneath yeah. the thing. Yeah, you really gotta watch out for that. So, like that—that that makes me so sad. But you could get them for like really fancy clothes. Yeah. Well, what I wonder like, is—I could see celebrities doing that, like having, yeah. you know, yeah, just ones a, on their a, shoulders so they can, yeah, yeah. Just think about how cool I, you'd be at the Oscars with your like dress that's just suspended from magnets right here. Yeah, forget fashion tape, man. Fashion. I, I was picturing yeah. actually like wrestlers who like come out and they can just like tear off their clothes <laughs> and just hold on with magnets. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. see, this is awesome. I you know what? I, I sort of feel like like if, you, if the magnet wasn't particularly strong and then you had like a like a, like a well, silver pad on the knee, surface piercing kind of like anchor. Oh yeah, yeah, an anchor. Yeah, you'd think that that might work, but I think I feel like people have tried that and it didn't work for some reason. You're gonna tear it out eventually why. because you're constantly yeah. putting pressure on it. But the body, yeah. the body has a tendency to want to squirt stuff out if it's if it's if it's transdermal. Yeah. That's that's the biggest problem. Like they're working on that, and they're like there's technology. Like they're talking about all the transdermal stuff is. There's, I guess there's a protein that grows on the antlers of because because antlers are bone. The fuller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a protein that like that lets it bond and create a seal around the skin. But still, that's anchored to bone. I think if you don't if you have something that's just in the dermis. 
um, then it, the body's going to want to push what about, it what out. What about the horn bump things? You know um, what I'm talking about? What those are those are made out of? usually silicone. Mm-hmm. Um, those are under the skin, aren't they? Yeah, they're so dermal. Know. That's what yeah. I'm asking. Um, and I think some of them are made from like aluminum coated with other things. Hmm. Um, you know, just like any other subdermal implant. Okay. I didn't know if they were subdermal. Yeah. I don't yeah. know much about there's a whole bunch of really interesting stuff out there. It's just like, I, I like the idea of the batteries using it to fuel like very, very low power things because you can't get much energy. Oh, you do the glucose gotcha. metabolizing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, For like microelectronics in the body, like like a, like a very small insulin pump or something like that, yeah. you can power off glucose. It's useful for an insulin pump, you yeah. imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Stuff like that. So it just metabolizes the stuff you're already eating. Tapeworms. Or tapeworms, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Um, they don't think they're glucose. No. They, they just eat whatever you Just eat stomach. what you have, and they just... They yeah. don't really help with much things, except for Glu- sometimes immune disorders. Yeah. Mm. yeah. If your body's busy fighting an actual invader, it's a lot less likely to want well, to fight you. Also, they often suppress the immune system um, with the host. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's a double whammy. Yeah. Yeah, that's neat. I don't know if, if that's just tapeworm. <laughs> you get them out when you're done with them. Tapeworms are a little tricky. You can. The problem is there's there's something that's been helping you. (laughs) The the problem with tape. Go ahead. Oh, uh, from what I understand, there's a like pill that kills tapeworms straight up, and then you pass them. The problem with pills that kill tapeworms is sort of the same problem with pills that kill fungus or other eukaryotic organisms. It's antibiotics are real simple because bacteria's genetic and protein makeup is so different from ours that stuff that kills them is unlikely to kill you. Although, antibiotics are not particularly good for you because they're oxidative, and so they cause oxidative stress to the body. The closer the organism is to a human genetically, protein-wise, all the rest of that, the more toxic the drug is that, that kills it. So bac- the bacteria are about the, bacteria and viruses are about the furthest from humans. Antifungals tend to be more toxic. Protozoans, antiprotozoans drugs tend to be even more toxic. Mm-hmm. And then anti... Um, Parasitic drugs, anti-worm, typically deworming agents, tend to be really toxic. Because if it'll kill a worm, mm-hmm. you know, it's killing a higher, it's a toxin that will kill a higher organism. You're also a higher organism, you know. Like. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, like, if you have a dog or a cat, um, and you get frontline, get the right one because it will kill the other. <laughs> Turns out. Mm-hmm. Oh, like um, frontline for cats will kill a dog, or vice yeah, versa. Yeah, frontline for dogs will kill a cat. But will either of them kill a human? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Wash, you, you, you wash your hands frontline. after applying frontline to your animals. Anti-flea and tick medication. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm just putting that out there because uh, I had a friend putting that out the hard way. Uh, and then I was just like, every time oh. I have, I'm reminded of it. I so here's the thing. Out. My cat died. Oh. Yeah, oh. Boss, my boss. big gay cat, yeah. who I love so much. And, well, he was dying of kidney failure for, for like a year and a half. Yeah. And evidently he had a tumor on one of the kidneys that spread. And he was down to five pounds. And he was stu- wow. he spent about a week just... Just basically, just being unhappy and climbing as high as he could and pissing on things. That's <laughs> what I would do, honestly. Yeah. Climb up real high and piss on stuff. I would too. Yeah. Not even if I'm a cat. Yeah. Fuck, that's like, that's how I'm going out, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, the top of the side. I can way better than a cat. I get up real high. <laughs> but um, no, no, boss. I mean, and the thing is, like, I knew that week, like when he started. Like not crawling into bed with us, which he'd been doing for the whole, like the whole last four or five years. That it, um, that it was it was time. We brought him in, and of course they insisted on running eighty seven different radiological tests on him before they decided he was too sick. So, you know, in addition to the uh, cremation costs, we have like an ultrasound and an X ray and a bunch of other shit. <laughs> now, which I wish they would have waived because it's not like we haven't paid for a wing of that fucking vet. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I'm not bitter. No. Um, but honestly, I do have to say something that, like, I was giving him fluids every other day, like, sub-Q, like, poking him and prodding him and, like, giving him all this medicine mixed in with his food and this and that and everything. And I have to say, like, it was so tedious to take care of that cat. He didn't like it. Yeah. The food tasted like shit. He was getting poked with a needle every other day and filled mm-hmm. up with water. And, like, yeah. there's, there's saline or whatever. Like, it wasn't a pleasant experience for anybody involved. And I'm kind of like, now I wake up, I mean, one cat needs a couple of things in her food, but... Like, I'll feed the cats. I'm like, I miss him so much because he, you know, was my cat and wanted to sit on my lap and come and get between me and whatever I was reading at any given time or talk to me while I was trying to be on the phone or 
just just be generally a cat, be know. a cat. <laughs> but like honestly, I've been emotionally prepared for this. I yeah. I tend to grieve for the living. I'm, I've been emotionally prepared for this for a year enough. And honestly, it's nice to just wake up in the morning, spend five minutes feeding the damn cats, and go to work. And like, so I know that makes me sound like an awful callous person, and I miss him deeply. But at the same time, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't long and painful for him. You know, it was a week of being really uncomfortable, and then mm-hmm. he got to die in my arms, and that was, you know, it was what it was. So, so that's my story. Uplifting, yay! <laughs> you know, sort of follow that. I hate, I'd hate ending an episode on that story. Can we talk about something that doesn't involve, like, Needles or like subdermal. Um, oh man, I'm so sorry. Man. <laughs> yes, we, we can. Um, let me let me tell you something. Hold on a second here. I'm having a. Okay, now it's back. Man, my computer's being weird tonight. Well, you know what else is weird? What? This thing that I found out. Well, I didn't find out, but it, it occurred to me how strange it is. Games, especially role playing games, have some interesting stats. Apocalypse World has weird. That's interesting stats. <laughs> It's yeah. evocative. All of the Apocalypse World stats are evocative. In fact, the first thing when I learned about Apocalypse World that I kept telling everyone was like, there's this game, and the stats are hard, hot, cool, sharp, and weird. That is all you need to know about Apocalypse World. <laughs> the flavor of the stats really flavors the game. And I, I, it occurred to me how strange this was after playing it for a while. Uh, in the Dark Souls game, one of the stats is Faith. Your faith is a quantifiable number, and the better faith you have, the more power your gods give you. Don't make fun of that. Burning Wheel has the same thing. You can increase your faith by leveling up your faith just like you would strength or toughness. Fear and trembling. You imagine that, like, you just drawing faith. But doing things and having the gods yeah. like, fulfill them would actually reduce your faith because. <laughs> because yeah. they've been proving themselves to you. Well, proof denies uh, faith. Uh, yeah, uh, they are nothing. Not a fetalist. <laughs> that's wrong. Uh, Therefore, by proving called? you exist, you don't exist. <laughs> QED. Fetiest. You have to be a fetiest. So that's that just struck me yesterday. I, I thought to myself, that is a strange statistic. That is a strange statistic. I, I don't know why you say that. That's how I quantify my faith in things. That's how I quantify everything, you know. Zero to ninety-nine. You know, like yeah, pretty much like hat hair. Twenty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, twenty and hat hair. That's pretty high. I had twenty and hat hair this morning, and don't lie, it was pretty impressive. <laughs> the thing about like getting my hair cut short is I love having my hair short, but it's it's a situation where like just the length it's at and natural. Uh, propensity of the natural desires of my hair follicles um, that when I wake up I, it's like you know four inches vertically everywhere what you need to do is fix it. get a haircut like mine yeah I don't think that's going to help me especially not for Jack Harkness cosplay you could be out of stuff no I can't is that for Halloween yeah it's good. it's. I don't know what I'm going to do for Halloween I even have yeah. a paper I know what I'm going to do screen. I'm probably going to end up working probably well I mean the party happens after the I mean it happens Part of it happens after the store closes. Well, right? I'm, yeah, I'm going to be working until 8.30. Okay. Thursday? Yeah, on Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be working until 8.30. I'm not entirely sure I want to go to a party right after working yeah, until yeah, 8.30. Yeah. You might need it. You I'm, want me to be out there acting like Jack Harkness without you? <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's kind of awesome. you want your partner to do. <laughs> 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 Let's take a vote. What should I dress up as? Hmm. Grumpy teenage bear. <laughs> oh, I was thinking bear also for no apparent reason. No, grumpy teenage bear. It's very well, important. Yeah. You gotta pick fights with heroes. Yeah. I'm not actually getting the reference. That's too bad. This is this is uh, Adventure Time. Oh, yeah. Grumpy teenage bear, and he just picks a fight with Finn. And his name is Grumpy teenage, teenage bear. bear. Of course. <laughs> but the names names are nothing if, nothing if not descriptive in that show. So I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> I need to figure out what I'm going to do as well. I might go as Dave. You should, oh, you go that's Dave. really crazy. Four Daves. Yeah, you should go as one of the four Daves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you read that yet? What? Right, Queens? No, I haven't. Okay. I have to get around to finishing the saga book that I bought. Well, it's only <laughs> one issue, so... Then I'll wait for the trade to come out. I don't read comic books, remember? It's true. You read trade paperbacks. <laughs> it's a better format. 
They're ch- it's cheaper, it is and then you can read it all at once. That's true. I find getting comics weekly to be very uh, rewarding. Like, just because it gives me something to look forward to every week. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed this week. All I got was one Adventure Time. A couple weeks ago, I got nothing. I had to let Suicide Squad go. Really? Yeah. Was it too not good anymore? The thing about Suicide Squad is, I could have saw it before I did, but it became Monster of the Week fast. Yeah. Like, there were... It was a rare thing to have two issues be about the same thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And in a 40-page comic with, like, commercial pages, or advertisement (laughs) pages, like, I I don't know. That's not enough Mm -hmm. to tell a story, at least in the way that the modern storytelling happens. It's a fine format for a TV show. Preferably an anime of some sort. But it's a no, it's not a good format for a comic. It just, it makes me feel like, oh, okay, I'm getting a tour of the DC Universe... But I don't really care because this is like one enemy at a time. D list bad guys versus the Suicide Squad. I just I can't care. Sometimes I feel like I'm judging comic books too harshly. <laughs> like I don't know. I I'm getting kind of bored with how the much Avengers. does the average comic book cost? Three uh, ninety nine. Yeah, so for four dollars, that's a third of a movie. You expect a decent. You expect half an hour of real entertainment for that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's. The the thing is, like, none of the comic books I've been reading have devolved into Monster of the Week. But I'm still sitting there with some of them thinking, I don't know. Yeah. All, like, I'm always going to hang on to Saga. The more I consume, the more picky I get. Yeah. Well, that, that's true then. I think any, any art form. <laughs> Not with movies. Oh, movies, if anything, I've gone yeah. downhill. Time out. Has anyone seen Gravity? I have not, not yet. seen it yet. Okay, you must all go see Gravity immediately, if not sooner. Why? But you should just leave Fine, now. Gravity. I heard it was you wildly inaccurate. From all other than the rocket scientists. Other yeah. Than, yeah. Other Which than is several. No. Yeah. And other than her <laughs> hair and the proximity of the space stations, it wasn't. Uh, from I, all no, the rockets... None of, none of the, I actually know rockets. Okay. So yeah. it, it was. It yeah. was okay. Neil, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson... <laughs> said he liked the movie, but then proceeded to tweet, like, 30 or 40 times about... Yeah, that's the ideas. same thing my dad said, basically. Yeah. He was like, I wish I could flip off a switch in my brain, not know anything about like, <laughs> uh, orbits. Work. Orbit no, no, yeah. no, 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 the same the thing. The first thing my dad said is that he's like, well, it was a fun movie, but you just have to not think about it, it, it was, scientifically. It was, a, it was a fun movie, and it was, it was in many ways a terrifying movie, because yeah. if you know, if you know some of the physics, the physics that were terrifying were more or less correct. Mm-hmm. That, like, high-speed debris in space is fatal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 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 I think and terrifying. <laughs> um, being off in space without a jetpack yeah. is terrifying. Bill Nye said something to the effect of, uh, you know, it, or maybe it was Tyson, I, I'm not sure. I follow him both on Twitter, so it kind of loops together. But basically... It is amazing that Hollywood got this little wrong with the yeah. movie. Yes. Um. <laughs> Were you the one that linked about how uh, one of the first things you do at NASA is they sit people down and make them watch Armageddon and count how many things are wrong with it? No. Oh, somebody. See, so now they'll have them watch Gravity. Yeah. yeah. It'll be much harder. Yeah, it'll be a bit more difficult. Oh, Armageddon Actually, no, it'll probably be easier. Yeah, there's less like, things The whole wrong. thing happens in space. Yeah. In Armageddon, yeah. a whole lot of the movie was totally plausible. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I mean temporally speaking yeah there were large swaps that took place on oil rigs and motorcycles and yeah I know how those work no but uh exactly see yeah. there's one of the plausible things that that, that is well, now, counting the plausible things would probably be harder but there are, yeah. there, are, there are things where you'll <laughs> see something and if you know any science if you know anything about like existing in space you'll be like uh oh yeah. Well, holy shit! You know, and, and I, I can forgive. Like, I haven't yeah. even seen the movie, but I can definitely forgive the two space stations being close to each other. You see it all the time in the sci-fi show, whether it's yeah. ships or planets or whatever. The actual reality of oh, you don't see the other thing except for through a telescope is boring. Yeah. So you've got to show the two ships flying around close enough that you can actually see them both in the same shot, or. Two planets in the sky. Also, they have a tether, like a really strong rope between them. A couple of a couple of notes for anyone who cares. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yay, female protagonist. So there's one. Oh, yeah. Um, and B, like, damn, she's almost fifty, but 
damn. That is the only other thing you need to know. Now, are, they, are am I correct in my understanding that there's actually only two characters in the movie, basically? Basically. So, it automatically fails the Bechdel test. Unless because you can't, you can't, if there's two people in the movie, you can't have them talking about a third character. Yeah, but I think this one, I think this I one gets, think a, this one gets a free That's why the Bechdel pass. test is a good cultural indicator, but not the be-all, end-all. Yeah. You always you yeah. also have to make you also have to make a Mori test. That that, that, that was kind of the joke I was making. Yes. Like I was gonna follow up by suggesting that Moon also fails the Bechdel test. Yeah. By uh, definition, because there's only two characters in it. Yeah. And what is being one of them's a robot. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Sam is there Rockwell. a, a yeah. female protagonist who has a arc of any kind? And, and like absolutely it, this one passes. This yeah. one absolutely passes me. Yeah. The the, so. the the moon actually passes that too. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I'm not going to explain Don't because spoil. spoilers. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess. And like, I'm not going to. Uh, yeah, the, the, the wife. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, I, I won't. I don't want to say anything else about Gravity Two because spoilers. But um, uh, and this is actually a thing that if you watch um, movie Bob's um, Escape to the Movies on the Escapist, which is one of. To be honest with you, he is a reviewer who says things that I agree with. So I listen to him, and if he says the movie is good, I go see it, and, I'm, and he's almost always right. <laughs> And if he says the movie's bad, I don't go see it. He's almost always right. So, um, sometimes I get dragged to it anyway. Um, but, yeah, he said that there is a there is a moment of magical realism in the movie that might take you out of it briefly, but it is more than made up for by the rest of the movie, which is absolutely fantastic. I'm okay with magical realism. Oh, oh, that reminds me. Other movie that's really, really, really good. I mm-hmm. don't know if I've already played this on the podcast, but I just... Uh, plug, plug, plug. plug uh, War Witch. Um, what is it's this? in in French. The French title is Rebel, mm-hmm. um, and it Canadian. is a just incredible movie. It, it's uh, about a uh, girl who becomes a rebel fighter and stuff like that. It's it's not a documentary. It's it's a um, uh, it kind of sometimes steps over. I can't tell if, if I would even classify it as kind of towing the line between fa- into fantasy because you can't tell if if this is real there there's things that tie into um like uh into african f- folk more like kinds of ghosts and stuff like that and shamanism um and it's hard to tell whether it's a movie sure. about fantasy or a movie about a crazy person no she's not crazy she whether or not she's hallucinating or genuinely seeing ghosts is a question but the fact that it's reliable in a way that helps her survive, hmm. you know, um, it's... It toes that line. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's, it's I wouldn't say it's, I feel bad calling it fantasy the way I would feel bad calling, like, a movie that has, like, you know, uh, kind of borderline Christian um, symbolism embedded in it that's treated as, like, it being the reality. It, it's, <laughs> it, it toes that in the same kind of way. Um, it's very, very good... It is a movie, however, that you need to go in emotionally prepared for, uh, because it is devastating, but it's amazing. It's called War Witch, um, and it's just like, wow. <laughs> like, I, I haven't seen anything like it uh, before, so. So I actually want to make another observation about, I saw Gravity in 3D, and it was the first movie, it's the first, like, big budget modern movie I've seen in 3D. And I have to say that it was a little disconcerting at first, although I got my eyeballs got used to it, and it was clearly a movie that was filmed in 3D, mm-hmm. which makes a huge difference. But, god damn, the previews, most of them were 3D, quote-unquote, oh but they were the billboarded where they take a computer after the fact and they, like, flatten out a person and bring it, like, eight yep. feet forward, like, out of the screen. My eyes... If you have too much stuff coming out of the screen, especially billboarded like that, my mm-hmm. eyes can't handle it. I can't focus on that stuff, and it just becomes this awful blur that gives me a headache. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of glad that I haven't gone to see a lot of movies in 3D, because some people love it. I don't think I could... Something like Gravity is excellent, but like I don't think yeah. I could see something else. Usually I only watch them because there's no appropriate time showing... That's, That's actually why 3D. we went to Gravity in 3D, where we wouldn't have even seen it in 3D. I, I was immensely disappointed with the 3D movies that I've seen. Like, we went to go see the last, the very last Harry Potter movie. Oh. And I was disappointed not only because it made my eyes hurt, but also because I think that a lot of filmmaking technique is neglected if you expect to produce something mainly in 3D. Mm. And things that you would normally use, like, 
deep focus, setting, framing, things like that. If it's in 3D, all that stuff on the periphery is going to be blurry and unseeable anyways, so it just exactly. sort of gets dropped. It's impossible to, f- to focus on everything in the scene. That's one of the better things, like... Yeah, you're right. I didn't exactly. even think about and that. Exactly, and that bugs me because... You could use 3D to, to actually, but you could use 3D you to could. make that. Exactly, but nobody does, and that's what... You know, they did an avatar, the ones that I haven't seen. Off. What? Used focus in 3D. So... The first time I watched Avatar, uh, I watched it in 2D, and then we went and watched it in 3D. But since it was the second time I was watching it, having already watched the movie, one of the things I like to do the second time I watch the movie is look at all of the details in the background, (laughs) check out all all the extra stuff. Yeah. But because of the way they set Avatar, the background was blurry. You yep. couldn't actually you look at even it. Even if you focus on it, you couldn't yeah. see it. And that's what has bugged me about... And it just pissed me off so much. Kind of I, I thought Avatar was originally designed in 3D. It, it was. was. Yeah. It was. So everything should have been crystal sharp at every distance. Well, so it should no, have been your eyes causing That is their cinematic, cinematic cinematic thing that they're doing. Yeah. yeah which it's is like, an aesthetic oh, that I don't like Oh, you've got to focus on this and everything else is a little blurry. But then what you do is you film it in 3D and when you go to 2D you add the distance blur. Mm-hmm. Right, you you could artificially create that depth of field blur yeah. oh, in yeah. the 2D version, but you don't add it to the 3D version because the whole point of it is your eyes won't be focused on it, so it'll automatically be. You don't need to make it extra blurry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that just like oh, that's really horrible. Yeah. And I mean, I would think that, as you say, that the 3D technology would be capable of rendering depth of field even more richly than what we can do in. They just do a terrible job. They just, I, it feels like they don't even bother with I feel some like things. a lot of Avatar worked for that, though. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of it did. There were well, things where they forced you to focus. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only. Like the bubble. Well, Though I liked the bubble. It was pretty. It, I think I would have been okay with it if I'd watched the 3D version first, first and then the 2D See, that's version what I did. for, you know, mm-hmm. review. Uh, but. The other thing, the other thing too is, I think that there's so so your eyes do two things when you watch a three D movie. One is, or when you, when you see objects in three D, to focus on an object, to focus on an object that's not at infinite distance, your eyes have to your eyes have to focus towards each other. They have to go slightly cross eyed, yeah. you know, and your lenses have to correct. And the problem with three D movies is, you get the parallax effect, you get the eyes crossing effect, but you don't get the focus effect. So the closer they move, they, the closer they billboard something to your face the more, because your brain will want to focus your your uh, lenses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the more it will go out of focus. And the older you are, the worse the effect is mm-hmm. because your lenses are stiffer. And you know, and I'm getting up there. I'm no spring chicken. I'm getting into presbyopia territory potentially, right? So, um, so that's the other reason. It's like, I sort of feel like 3D is also great as long as you keep most of the action behind the screen. Hmm. As soon as you start bringing stuff out into the movie theater, with the exception of like fast-moving objects that's just coming right at you, right? I think that breaks the... That that creates that same problem where, where you're not forcing the eye to do something really unnatural on top of the fact that you're not used to seeing a movie that way. Mm-hmm. Now, there are... I'm about to say something really, really stupid. So don't judge me. The new Conan the Barbarian movie had a really good 3D. <laughs> it was not a good movie, but they used 3D really well. Mm-hmm. It's because they used it for layered composition in a way you mm. just could not do in 2D, right? Yeah. So, like, like think of, like, a collage of, like, script over one scene over something in the background of that scene, but I, but not, like, things in the background of the same scene. I mean, like, like kind yeah, of... like, scrim. Yeah. Type stuff. And, uh, it... It was a like a perfect use of it. Oh, um, and so you could definitely just there are things that aren't just like you know immersion into like a scene that are really interesting that you can do with it that you can't do with anything else. For for me, three D. I think the problem with three D is going to be with people who have get simulation sickness. Yeah, that um, also there are definitely people that get headaches or get nauseous. Yeah, this guy. But That's, you know what? I've actually found, though, that, that when they float text in 3D, I have a real hard time reading it. I yeah. cannot read text in yeah. 3D. Yeah. It's like, text is not supposed to be floating in midair. Text is supposed to be on a, on a flat plane. plane. Yeah. Like, With, like, what? a piece of paper, a sign or something. Oh, see, now, I, I, I love that. Like, uh, what was it? <laughs> Zombieland, they did that, where, like, even when... And I didn't watch that in 3D. I watched it in 2D. But they, they made it look like the text was floating, and then, like... 
you know, zombie would run through and yeah. knock the letters but that's flying. that's different than it actually, like, popping out of the screen. It's still projected right. off, oh! it's still on text on a flat screen, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. even if it's at an angle within the scene. Because I liked that, too. That that worked really well. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. That, that, that's very different than just having, like, a floating block what? of text. Like, oh my god, I can't read, like, the, you don't read a book like that. You don't move the book around in the air. Maybe you <laughs> don't. Have you guys you know, I have a magic cat. Out, uh, magic you have cats, too. Pictures. You know what that's like. Oh. I can do them, but I hate them. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can... Some people's brains adapt better than that than others. Mine does not. Mine does not. So, anyway. Hmm. You'll see Gravity. Pretty <laughs> movies are meh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? Uh, That's all I get. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Nope. No. You know what? No. No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Cut. This podcast is fully copyrighted by its hosts. Visit us at podcastmagicmissile.com. I Podcast Magic Missile, attacking the darkness since 2012.